So I got so we we signed up for um, HelloFresh just because we it was an easy way to yeah, get I remember food you saying, through. Yeah. So we got our first box through. It's actually kind of awesome. But um, so we got an email. So they've been constantly emailing, going like, "Here's our update based on the pandemic," and like stuff's kind of going fine. And like you just have to because you normally have to pick what's in your box two days before the box goes out. But they've said, like, because of supply, like, it needs to be done, like, four days before or five days before. Yeah. All that kind of stuff. But I literally just got an email 41 minutes ago from HelloFresh. An important update on this week's delivery. It's like, oh, shit. Okay. Because the box is due today. Uh, I want to let you know that due to a supplier issue, we were unable to pack the mango chutney for some of our recipes in this week's box. <laughs> Come on, dude. That's I know. Like... like, I appreciate that you're reaching out. I really do. But, you know, it's fine. We'll be, we'll be all right. Ladies and gentlemen of the internet, this is the Game Engine Start podcast for the 7th of April 2020. My name's Callum. My name's Ewan. And we're in week two of podcast in isolation, well, week as with every podcast. Episode two. Week like, this is episode well, two of us being in isolation, but like week four or week three four or whatever. Of, yeah. Uh, of, of, yeah, it's it's weird out there. It's really how, weird you, how, there. You, how are you holding up? Let's do a mental health check. How are you oh, keeping dude, up? Dude, like... I have watched so many TikToks over the past week. It's unbelievable. I, 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 you messaged me this, and I, I, I find it hard to believe that you it's, have been watching that many TikTok compilations. It's just... So the thing about... So I, there's a, a Chrome extension you can get, which lets you do like picture-in-picture picture as a window that you can just kind of float around your desktop. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. I would stick one on, and they're like twenty minutes long. It's like a TikTok. Comp- it's like the old Vine compilations are exactly the same. Um, yeah. And I would put one on, and I'd put it in the window in the corner. But because of the the picture in picture thing, it doesn't show you like any of the YouTube UI. So the bit that comes up mm-hmm. and says "auto playing next video" does not appear. It just stops. So you just keep. So it just stops just for five seconds going. and then keeps going with more TikToks. So I burned oh, through Jesus. like four without realizing. Um, is this what you have? Is this what you have while you're working? As you put on TikTok compilations, I have had a week of writing documentation, so oh I god, am okay, bored yeah. shitless a lot of the time, like, and it's yeah, me it's these, just grunt work or whatever. Yeah, then yeah, it's given me enough. these seven seconds of dopamine every every little bit, and it's just yeah. yeah. There are some. This is not news, but man, there are some funny fucking people out there that are doing some really good things with that there medium. Are, there are some good people, like that, like it was for Vine, there are good people that understand how to be funny in that yes. limited setting. Yes. And it is. And even the people who aren't doing creative shit with it, like it's the, like in terms of like shot composition and sh- like people are just generally funny in a lot of this yeah. stuff. And I was yeah. super impressed. I expected a lot of it to be just be pants. I'm sure a lot of it is, but... The stuff that they put that appears to rise to the top is genuinely pretty good. And mm. I continually feel like I have for a while where I was like, I wish I was... Mm, what 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 number would I put on this? Like, maybe born five years later? Maybe. <laughs> okay. Because like, cause I definitely remember missing out on like the thing that got a lot of people into 
programming and web development was people remaking MySpace pages and like work learning HTML and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. I was like, man, I'd have been fucking great at that if I was in a position to be able to do that at the time when it was happening. Um, yeah, it was. But yeah, this is one of those things where it's like me. I know my friend group, and if we had had that kind of thing at that age, we would yeah. have fucking. We would either have been the worst people the, ever like, or be superstars. Yeah, what the people who are like slightly tech savvy at that point of the internet were gods I, among men. But I'm at even that saying point. like the people I knew, like if we were on TikTok, like we'd have had some fun with that shit for yeah, sure. Like just as the people that I know, yeah, they would have yeah, they'd have been pretty There would have been some dumb shit coming out of TikTok mm, in the West of for Scotland. Sure. Like, for yeah. sure. Um Yeah. It's weird, the, the the isolation thing for me has been, like, normally I'm fine being on my own a lot of the time, like, yeah. I don't really care about whatever, like, no, I'm like, fine, but it's yeah. like, the the thing that's got me is the idea that, I, I had this realisation this week, is the idea that I'm not allowed to see people, Yep. where mm-hmm. it's like, I'm fine with myself a lot of the time, but I know that I could just be like, call a friend and be like, hey, do you want to hang out or whatever, and we could so- do it. But knowing that I can't and that like I, I'm on my own and that's fine, but there is no way that I should be allowed to see another human if I could yeah. is the thing that's getting to me, being totally. like, man, that's kind of fucked up and making me a bit star crazy. That a bunch it's, of- it's just weird how context changes the environment in which you live. <laughs> a it's bunch a of us strange had, thing. A bunch of us had the realization. So like after all this started, like a lot of us moved. So like my D D group moved onto Discord and Rule Twenty yeah. and stuff and the the friday pub visits we used to do in work we're doing on zoom now or we were doing in zoom mm. before it was a privacy fucking nightmare um and that, like we did that for like the first couple of weeks and then like because we had a we had a thing like a virtual pub thing on friday because there was a guy leaving who was supposed to be leaving oh, anyway sure. so we we're just like yeah. hanging out in there and we all just at the same point had the same realization that nobody wanted to say it loud which is going like Everyone wants to fucking socialize all the time now, and it's exhausting. Like more than mm-hmm. when we could actually go meet up with each other. Like it's it's there's less investment now, where everyone just wants to do it everywhere. And especially it's if you have like that... especially if you have like multiple friend groups. Yeah, just like, it's weird. It's always going. You're just like, man, give me a fucking break. The the thing that we were talking about last night, um, me and a few of my friends, where uh, was like when when coronavirus <laughs> is like not as big a deal anymore and you lift the restrictions and stuff like that mm-hmm. like the world's gonna be like a fucking anarchy for like a couple of weeks as people oh, just yeah. go out and like fucking spend money and get pissed and like yeah there's just gonna go be... wild yep there's gonna be so much crazy shit that it's gonna like either ramp up the economy or like entirely crash it for a different <laughs> reason where yeah. It's just this fucking, like, people have been stuck in inside for, like, eight weeks or whatever and then just go completely hedonistic and it's just, oh. like, fucking well, drinking wine bottles in the street and throwing them <laughs> against the wall and, like, all that stuff. It's... No joke, I had to, I had to run out um, earlier today to get just a couple of small things and there's a guy outside the library, standing outside the library where near us, just getting tanked, like, in the yeah. street. Just shouting shit at people, like not even constructive shit. Like there's a guy, there's a drunk guy a couple of weeks ago while I was standing in the queue to get into one of the supermarkets who was just like 
shouting at people for not social distancing, which I thought was very funny. Like, just this yeah. drunk guy was just sitting in the street, just every time somebody would pass, like, you were standing next to each other and just shout, two meters! And you're just like, all right, yeah. okay, good. Like, have you, I'm guessing you must have been to, like, a supermarket at yeah. some point. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, like, it's a weird experience, isn't yes, it? it's bizarre. Because, like, I, so I, I don't know if I've talked about this, but, like, so I went out two weeks ago, I think it was, and I, I like I said to my boss, I was like, "Look, it's like half eleven on a Friday. I'm going to be gone for like an hour because I think if I go and buy food now, there aren't going to be as many people because it's yeah. like half eleven. Like We've who done fucking that as well. cares? Yep. I was like, oh, and he was like, "Yeah, sure, go do what you need to do." So I went out and went to like along the river from me. There's like a big Morrison's. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was like, I went there. I got there. I noticed there was a queue out the door, and mm-hmm. I was like, "Okay, I kind of expected that." They've drawn the like social distancing lines of like here's where two meters are. Yep. But they also had like police checkpointing and like people standing there like rigorously enforcing it and like wiping you down and stuff and i was like all right that's a bit extreme but sure whatever okay got in the queue behind this woman and this woman turned around to me it was bizarre she turned around to me wearing a face mask and i was like oh god yep um and she was like this isn't the queue the queue's round the corner what i went what and i like looked around and like there's nobody behind me and there was people in front of her, and I was like, I assume this is the queue. And she's like, sorry, do you mean like round the... She's like, yeah, round the corner. I was like, okay, so I got my shopping cart and went round the corner. There was nothing round the corner. There was no plain like, queue around the corner. And I was like, did she say that to me just to get me away from her? Like, I don't understand that's, what... That's fucked up. Like, I, I don't understand what the fuck... So I was just like, fuck this, and like put the cart away and went away. Yeah. And was like talking to people and was like i can't fucking get near a supermarket because there's like wackos outside the fucking door and there's police checkpointing like i can't get near it and my friend was like oh like tesco are staying open until like half half 10 at night so if yep. you go late then it should be like nobody there i was like oh, okay that's a good idea so i swung by the tesco's it's in the opposite direction um and was like let's figure this out got there at like eight o'clock or something like that there was one security guard standing in front of the door and then like a sea of people Mm-hmm. And I was like, ah, oh, shit. They're not. There's not even like social distancing here. This is just people like in a rami or whatever. Right, right. But I got to the. I got to the sea of people, and the security guard pointed at me and like waved me through. What? And I was like, oh, okay, sure. So I like pushed past people, and they like let me in. I turned around to see what the fuck was going on. What was actually happening was as people were approaching, if they were in like a group of people, so yeah. if, like a guy turned up with his girlfriend, the guy oh. was like, no, one per one person. Yep. And they were like. Oh right, okay. So the, these are the the abandoned that have been left at the yes, door. Yeah. That then get picked up later on. And then I got in the shop, and there was like fucking no one. I saw like five other people at the entire thing, other than workers. I saw like five other people. Yeah. There was not a lot on the shelves, but there they were. There was no one fucking there. It was great. It was the weirdest thing. I went back this week, like slightly earlier, and there was more stuff and less people. And I was like. Things are starting. To, I even got ha- I got hand washed. Like who fuck gets hand washed? Yeah, in that, this time of the world. That was my experience. I the the big Tesco's down down near us. I there was a queue, like not a huge queue, but enough of a queue, and they'd like they'd done the mark out of like two meters or yeah. kind of stuff. And as I went up to the as I got through the queue, and he was just waving people in as people left, and as I waved up to the queue, he just had this giant bottle of hand sanitizer that he was just squirting on everyone as they as they yeah. went by. It's like yeah, sure, fine. Go so on. I I I had I had one step better for that because the first time I went to the tesco they didn't have someone like doing the hand sanitizer thing they had it out but they didn't have someone doing it yeah when i went back this week they had someone there squeezing it into people's hands yeah but i had the forethought and was like wearing a set of gloves oh right i was okay. like sure. not the blue gloves just yeah, like my yeah. bike gloves or whatever but yeah, i was wearing yeah. gloves 
and I got there with a cart, and she was like ready to do it, and I saw her shoulder in my hands, and she was like, "Oh, oh, right, okay, sure, whatever, just let me in." I was like, "Man, just... I could have covered these in like anything." Like, it's... <laughs> could have been great. She just squirted them in your hands anyway. Just these big gloves yeah, it's covered like, in fucking. Oh, okay. Oh. Horrible. But yeah, like this week, like the only I couldn't get past that. I couldn't get rice, but I got like hand wash. I got toilet paper. Like actually, yep. things are starting to come back. And totally. pasta and rice are still fucked, but like yep. that's. We walked away Everything with... Everything else is coming back. Yeah. yeah, we walked away with toilet paper, fine. And we got, like, the... The the dry, dry pasta was gone, but all the, like, fresh pasta that still lasts a month is still there. Yeah, that's that's what I've gone to, is, like, my, my, my fridge has now got packets of, like, um, tortellinis and stuff in them that are that I can just use to, yeah. like, throw together a sauce or whatever. Yeah. And like I said, like, the, the, the food box stuff has been really good so far. Except for my goddamn mango chutney. I know you. You were you were crying to me before we started recording about your, the lack of mango chutney we'll in your that, That's the most fucking middle class apocalypse that you've ever fucking, had. Like it's that's... fucking ridiculous. I thought it was so funny. We'll see if that makes it into the edit. Anyway, yeah, um, yeah video games. Well, yeah, um, it was a good week for VR this week. Actually, well, well, I mean, yeah, it was probably like week. one of the one of the best weeks for VR in the sense that like VR Half Life Alex came out and. That seems to be like one of the most like not contentious is the wrong word. Like one of the most you have to experience this sort of like VR things. There's yeah. like not really been a VR experience that has been like the like knock out the park, you need to try this sort of thing. But Half Life Alex seems to be approaching that. So where it is some things that I wish people had told me before I went in, because it seemed like there was a lack of definitely a couple of days before when, or when reviews hit, I think reviews hit the day before it launched. And a lot of the reviews missed this. Or didn't like emphasize it as much like this is a horror game like let's be yeah. very very clear about what this game is mm-hmm. like if you want to like vr already had vr already changes the rules about a lot of games for a lot of people where like i'm kind of okay with horror games most of the time like i'm a huge silent hill fan but I'm not a huge fan of like jump scare shit but vr changes a lot of those lines with people where like i can't approach the I've talked about it before, Zero Caliber VR, like with the, the Call of Duty esque VR game. Yeah, they add, yeah sorry, yeah. no, it's Pavlov. It's the other one. It's the, the Counter Strike one. They added a uh, zombies mode recently, like which is just Call of Duty. Oh zombies. sure, like yeah. it's just like I can't touch that. Like I tried it, and I was just like, nope, can't. Like people running at can't me, can't do it. Yeah, like right in my face, could do it. Like that's the thing that would not bother me in the slightest in a normal video game, but VR changes those rules. So rather than them making this, and I assume. I, the thing about Half-Life Alex is like that entire game is a series of carefully considered decisions. Like the, the yeah, the it's, it's it. a very it's a very focused experience. Yeah. Like it is, and yeah, it, it they are like they are doing what they want you to do. Exactly, and but it, it, I mean from a development side as well, where like oh, okay, they have sure. made a bunch of decisions very very carefully about what this game is, how it interacts, what the extent of the interactions are, and uh, in order to make it like an effective game, and. Yeah. Like, this is a fucking horror game. Like, there are... Within the first couple of hours, they give you... Like, you have to go into an entirely pitch black room with a flashlight and fast head grabs. Like, that is a thing that happens very, very quickly in that game. And I expect that there to be, like... If you look at, like... If you take Half-Life 2 as a model, like... I expected there to be a raven home. Like I expected there to yeah. be a section like, a dark sequence, with zombies. Yeah. Like I expected that because it's VR, they can do that. But that is most of this game. Like there are yeah. been maybe three... there is a, yeah. There's like a big block in the middle where it's like three chapters that are all that sort of thing. Where it's like darkness yeah. and darkness and scary things yep. and yeah, for sure. But I, I expected there to be more combine 
to be honest. Like, I expected there to be, like, actual combine gunfight. Like, if you look at one of the gameplay trailers uh, they put out, like, I think the last one was, like, a big combine fight. And, you, like, it was it was designed to show interactions where, like, the person dies behind the car, pulls open a car door to, to block bullets, and then pops yeah. over and shoots and all that stuff. Like, that's not at all how that combat goes. And there's, like, five of them so far. And I'm, like three chapters away from the end i think if i, I was i was gonna say yeah but the once you push past the the scary horror bits it yeah. gets into more like gunfights and stuff like yeah. that which i've seen but there's not a, um, again there's not a huge amount of them like it is mainly no, there is zombie yeah. and headcrab fights and puzzle solving stuff like yeah it, that's what it is which is a very important thing like I, I talked about this back when we started talking about vr when i first got my rift like yeah they need to have straight up content warnings for some of this stuff because it just it, it the, the paradigm is different right like the stuff that would not bother you in normal video games are very explicit in vr and are, yeah they, they change they change things like this needed to have more of a warning about what this game is because if you go into this thinking oh it's like a half-life 2 level of because i played a bunch of half-life 2 before this came out just to remind myself sure, what that yeah. game was and like jumped about chapters like like obviously ravenholm doesn't stand up in 2020 Mm. as like the creepy thing it was back in the day whenever that game came out god when did that game come out 2005 uh, yeah. something like that. um but this is like degrees further than that like this is super effective like they've made it like when i'm talking about conscious choice they've added a new type of head crab which has like um like uh rock growths on its back yeah, it's got like armor plating it's basically yeah. an armor plate head crab and has a weak point on its mouth on the bottom so there are two moments when you can reliably kill that thing one when it's uh, it rears up a little bit like to kind of i don't know it rears up and you can get a shot in there or when it's flying at your fucking face and they don't try and that one especially like with the normal head crabs they tend it's very easy to get out the road of a head crab flying because they fly pretty slowly actually but when this one was obviously there consciously going like well people are just dodging it the way head crabs are not that scary well but if you have to have it come straight at your face yeah. to aim you have you have to be aware of it flying at your exactly head. And, and like yeah keep a gun up and take a good shot at it while it's doing it um so yeah so there's that part of the game but the bit that is incredibly successful is like it's the most it's it it yeah it's the most like real a world in vr has felt because yes. your hands your gun are like it sounds weird to say but they are physics objects in this world where you end up doing things that are wild in vr without really thinking about them so like one of the things i was doing was i i grabbed a box there was like a box sitting upside down and i got my gun underneath the box and slowly flipped it up like, didn't grab yeah. it with a hand, like, didn't have, like, a, a grab point. Like, I literally just, like, wedged it under and flipped it. Like, that kind of thing. Once you realize that that's how this world was designed, you just start doing shit like that. Like, I started, yeah. I started clearing, like, opening doors and stuff like that with my gun. Like, gun out, like, pushing oh, the yeah, door open. Oh, yeah, just push the door, yeah. So you just push the door open. And I've started, like, grab it, like, doing, like, not like like SWAT style door opening where like you pull the handle down, have the gun out, and like slowly back away as you open the door, like yeah. that kind of stuff. Um, they have the right levels of settings in there as well, where like they've basically covered 
all of the tra- the, the movement from VR games in the past five years or however long we've yeah. been doing this. Like they have them all in there. So they have teleport, they have uh, continuous, mo- continuous motion. Mo- so teleport yeah. is just like point, you warp to a place. They have, del- oh, what's it called? Can't remember what they call it, but like you you teleport to a point and then the character moves to that point. Like it's yeah. not an immediate jump. Like they move to that point. They have continuous, which is just like stick movement. And... Oh yeah, they have continuous stick movement, which is like arm, hand pointing or head pointing. So it's like which direction, which which direction you go in. So I've been doing it in continuous. Like that game is a different game when you have continuous movement. And like, I think the other thing that people probably need to know is that this is a this is a game designed for standing with touch controllers or with like hand controllers. Yeah, with continuous movement. If you don't have all three of those things, it is a worse game, like, for sure. Like, if you're seated, it just feels weird, because I tried it just to see, because it gives you that option. I was like, nah, this is not worth it. If you don't have continuous movement, combat is a totally different thing, and they don't change that combat, where if you can't backpedal, like, quickly... Oh, sure. That right, game yeah. is just... That game is a million times more difficult. Um, And, like, the continuous movement, actually, like... I've been like part of it is I have genuinely been trying to train myself for this game where I've been doing continuous movement and like all of the other shooters that I've been doing to yeah, try yeah. and get my my body okay with this. But the movement speed in this thing is so slow that it actually works fine. Um, yeah, the 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 actual continuous motion isn't like it's not like it's running like the Alex isn't no, like running like in place are, where you're going super fast. That's... You don't ever run in that game. There's no run in that yeah. game. You just walk, and it makes it. The environments are designed for that, um, and it just is. It makes, yeah, it, it makes the continuous movement a hundred percent. Like unless you have, unless you are very susceptible to motion sickness, you can probably do it. And I'd probably recommend people try it. Um, but yeah, and like the puzzle solving stuff is kind of cool. There's, it's kind of bold in a way that like they don't. There's basically no tutorializing for any of the puzzle solving stuff like they just kind of put stuff in front of you and it was like figure it out like go for it which is a thing you don't see a lot it's a very valve way of doing it actually which is like they don't tell you how any of the hacking works you're just yeah. like oh i think yes yeah, it's just incredibly visual and you just figure but, it like, out but like even then put... so like the hacking for like some of the, the the combine cabinets and stuff like that where they keep ammo you grab your multi-tool and you twist your multi-tool on the thing and it pops out this sphere with a bunch of stuff on it and then goes, there you go. And you're okay. Yeah. So I can grab the sphere and move it around. It's like, oh, I have to get this thing to this thing. Oh, okay, sure. And then once you've done it a couple of times and failed a couple of times, you're like, okay, sure, I can get that. And like the trip mines that you get, you have to use your multi-tool to unlock it. And then you do like the... Um, remember the, the the games you would always get at like uh, fairgrounds and stuff like that, where it's like the the metal wire that you have to get the hoop down without touching the yeah, yeah. it's that basically yeah, but like they don't they don't show you they just make you do it and you die once and you're like oh okay got you and then so I, I really appreciate actually that they're doing they're doing like they're just letting you play with this stuff and figuring out how that yeah how the, works. the thing the thing that I've noticed the most about when people are playing Alex because I haven't played that I've just watched people play it yeah is that um it's a very good 
it's a very good game for just letting you interact with the environment. Totally. Like it is yeah. it is just like the 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 gloves, the the what they called again? What do they call the gloves? The um, the name of that character because he just uh, names it after himself. Yeah, Russell. The Russells. Russell. The Russell gloves. The, uh, they're like obviously the precursors to the gravity gun where you can like tag an item and then pull it with your VR yeah. thing and it flies towards you and you can grab it. That's a really good way of interacting with the environment in VR yeah. where it's just like, instead of you having to go to a thing and awkwardly try and pick up, it just flies towards you and you grab it, it naturally. And it's one of those things like which that. is, it solves two problems at once, which is really good, which is like, if you're sitting down, how do you play that? It's like, okay, yeah, you just pull stuff towards you. Yeah, and also like, to you. Yeah. And it's also, it feels like, that's one of the, that's the epitome of like, stuff you can only experience in VR or that, that only makes sense when you're actually doing it. Because you look at that yeah. and you're like, that looks really weird. But when it feels really good to do it. Oh, um, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. And it, and it definitely takes you... They almost don't give you enough time to really get your head around it. You have to just do it in the field. But eventually yeah. you're just like... Like, I've done some wild shit over this time where I've to, like... Like, grabbed grenades, like, from across the map and chucked them back and, like... Yeah, just, that's that stuff is really good. Yeah. That's... That's a cool thing. Um, um, but yeah, the other thing I've thought, I think I think it's it's written really well as well. The yes. writing's really snappy yep. and really clever because they got that Reese guy from uh, Flight of the Conquest. Is that who it is? I was do, like, that sounds yeah. a lot like him. Okay, it's yeah. him being Russell. Yeah, okay. and he's he's great. He's, he's really excellent. funny and super super good at the acting. Yep. The new person playing Alex is really good. Yeah, she's, she's excellent. Yeah, she's really good. Uh, they brought back Eli. He's great. Yep. Um, it's, 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 it's weird in a game like that where it is like kind of like part horror game part exploration sort of thing yeah. to have this the background voices be cutting jokes and like yeah. doing weird like bits and like it's, the, it's, 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 but it is really funny like it's really welcome yes, like totally. it, is, and it, it doesn't really, feel out of place I should say I really appreciate as well that like so the, the, the section I was talking about earlier where like the first time they give you the flashlight and they make you go through this dark area like Alex does the thing that I wanted her to do where you're like, Russell, can you just talk over the comms while I'm doing this fucking terrifying thing? And like, yeah. you know, he'll tell you stories and like, there's a whole conversation that happens there while you're doing this really scary bit. Um, yeah. And their interactions are really good. Um, it's just like the, the amount of production value in this thing is kind of incredible. Like it's just, it's so polished. It feels the, there's no, there's very, very little jank in it that you would normally get from one of these VR games where you're like, ah, this thing doesn't quite grip weird or like, oh, the physics kind of bugged out in this section. Like, it feels consistent. It feels like a real world, which is something I didn't expect as much. Yeah, it feels, the game feels very alive. Like, it feels, and it feels of... robust. It feels like, and yeah, it feels like they've built a bunch of rules that work and then everything just observes them correctly. Um, and the things you would, so th- the other side of that is like they're kind of the the point where the game kind of conflicts with conscious decisions about how to actually make a make a usable game is mm. with the melee stuff where there's absolutely zero melee combat in this like yeah you can grab objects and like block stuff so like if a if a zombie like throws a barrel at you if you grab something and hold it in front of you like it will block the barrel but you then can run up to them and hit them with the thing that you've got like, it just doesn't do anything. Like, they stumble, but it doesn't do any damage. 
Um, and the same with like head crabs, where like you can swat them away if they run at you, which from that really yeah. cool gif that was doing the rounds. But it doesn't. I was just saying, yeah, the the person pushing the head crab out of the window. Yeah, was with, a, pretty good. with a rolly chair was excellent. Yeah, you, you can do that, and that all works the way you expect it to. Like it, it's genuinely pretty impressive, but you can't do damage with it, so they don't. They give you there is stuff in there that you feel like you should be able to use as a weapon that you can, and that is a conscious. Like there's been interviews that said like we didn't put melee combat in there because we didn't want people flailing in their uh, and hurting themselves. Basically, oh, okay, sure. Yeah. Uh, you're like okay, fair enough, but you also gave us a lot of things that look a lot like melee weapons, and then threw enemies at you. So there is this disconnect between like, so for instance, there's a section. Um, there's a section later on in the game where they give you they, they give you your first like weapon with a shit ton of ammo and then throw a whole crap ton of head crabs at you and i got to the end of that near the end of that section where the exit was in sight and i ran out of ammo and there's just hundreds of head crabs running at you and you're just like yeah. I've, I've got nothing because normally the way vr solves the pro- the ammo problem is like you at least have like a stick or something to like yeah or a knife or bat, something like that. Bat at things, yeah. Exactly. But here you've got nothing. It, it breaks. It break. Yeah, it breaks your kind of nat, the, the natural human instinct yeah. when something jumps at you to go like ah and put, try and yeah, push it away. Exactly. And even like, that's not how it interacts. Exactly. And you, they've made so many decisions to design levels that work within the 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 confines of the the, the VR interactions that they've built. But they also do the thing where like the thing that was in a bunch of Half Life Two, where like oh here's a boarded up door. You're just gonna hit up your crowbar and destroy all the wood. It's like you gave me this thing that I can I, that feels like I should hit stuff, but I can't use it to destroy the wood. Like I can't break crates. I can't break yeah. down the boarded up windows. Like it just bounces off it, and then you're like, oh, but then you grab it and it just comes away. And you're like, that's the point where it kind of breaks a little bit. But once you understand, but once you come to the realization that you're like, like even if they just like, I know it breaks the third wall, the fourth wall, but like even if they just popped up a thing that's going like, you can't hit shit in this game, and that's it. Yeah. Totally solved that problem where you're like, okay, that's an interaction I can't do. Fine. Okay. Yeah. Done. Um, but yeah, it's an excellent, excellent thing, and I can't play it anymore until we get a level skip, because um, for people who have seen playthroughs, or for people who have played it, um, I noped it the fuck out when Jeff appeared. I was like, nope, done. Yeah. I watched that that's whole a- sequence and was just like, Nope, that's a cannot. really specific thing that yeah. is like that. Very, it would be very hard to deal with in a yeah. VR setting if you For can't sure. just deal with that sort of situation. No. And it's not even like just like the normal jump scare stuff. Like it's a it's a scene from a horror movie. Like that thing is yeah terrifying. Um, so oh, yeah, I, it's it's, it's a scary thing. Yeah. So I assume at some point there will be like a level skip or a chapter select or something that will come out and I will come back and just skip Jeff completely and just be like, okay, I'll, I'll move on. Because everything up to yeah. that point, like I became pretty used to dealing with headcrabs and zombies and the barnacles and all that kind of stuff is all there. Um, mm-hmm. I actually got, I got very comfortable with doing that kind of stuff. And like even the jump scares at that point, they're designed in such a way where like you get a little bit of the jump but are not in immediate danger where, like, headcrabs will, like, fall out of a roof, like a roof tile, but they will still take, like, 10 seconds to get themselves together before they can attack. So it's not like they're just, like, launching themselves at your face immediately. Like, the this, the jump scare is them appearing, not them attacking you, which actually makes a big difference yeah. um, in terms of dealing with that stuff. Um, 
but yeah, it's excellent. I'll hopefully finish it one day when they. It's a, it's a really it's a really cool thing, yeah, and it's like the sure. sort of immersive VR. Like I really I really want kind of you to. For, yeah, once we can once you can come, once you can come visit again, I really want you to just do that intro sequence like before. Oh yeah, you, I really want to try it. Yeah, like I really want to see it before you even get a gun or anything like that. Like you can just just to, even just to get a to really get a grip on the interactions and the rustle, the gloves and how the gun yeah. stuff works. Like it's it's yeah. very cool. Um. And then, not much more to say, but about um, the Room VR came out as well, which is the yeah. VR version of the Room games that were on iOS, and I think they're out on Steam now as well. Which is like your oh yeah, there's there's like five of them now. It's yeah three official, three like mainline ones, I think, um, and maybe one spinoff. I, I think don't know. They had but a, I, I've played I've played at least four of them. I think right, but yeah. Um, but they're like for people who haven't seen them, they are like um, intricate puzzle box style games yeah. um, that were designed for touchscreens but work really well. So they made a VR version. It's still Fireproof Games. It's the, it's the actual developers who made it. Um, it's super cool. It's definitely one of those games, and you. It's interesting, right? Because that game came out on like PC VR stuff and also PSVR. There's a lot of intricate's maybe too strong but there's a lot of like fine control needed for some of the, the puzzles like you're not going to fuck it up but it's like basically what i'm saying is that i don't think the playstation move can handle the kind of movement that's being dealt with here like based right, on everyone yeah. i've seen who's done psvr like you don't need like steady hand but you do need to be able to like move stuff around relatively easily and mm-hmm. It could get. I have nothing to base this on, but it could get a little bit frustrating. But it's for sure one of those games. Um, they do some stuff that is very much like we've designed it for VR. It's not a scary game in any way. Like people who've played the the iOS versions, um, no, there's like some supernatural elements into it. There's nothing yeah. like jumpy. There's no like. There's nothing weird in there. They still got the the FMV stuff in there, which is really well done. Like oh yeah, I forgot about that. Stuff. That's in there. Um, there's definitely some puzzles that are designed exclusively for VR. Um, they do the thing that I think it was in one of the later room games where like they start playing the scale where there's sections where you can go like inside the puzzle box and you yeah yeah, yeah. there's the, there's the little uh, swirly thing that like yes. you like go inside further so into the puzzle box. They yeah. do that in VR and that stuff is wild. Like there's a section where you go into like a dollhouse because you can't open the lid of the dollhouse and you go into the dollhouse and there's just this giant like latch in there that you grab with both hands and like open yeah it's very cool um it, that's the sort of thing that i think would be really cool in vr like if yeah, they pull totally. off which there's is, been a bunch it sounds of like it has, so. there's been a cu- couple of escape room vr games that are that i haven't tried because they all looked kind of janky and low budget but like these are yeah. the guys that invented this stuff so yeah it's excellent it's a little short maybe um but it's a expertly made one of those things. It's very very cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. So that's on PC and uh, PSVR at the minute. Um. Yeah. Let's let's talk about Animal Crossing because okay, I like talking about Animal Crossing. I want you to talk about your experience with Animal Crossing, and then I will talk about my experience with Animal Crossing. After well, yeah, because you're I think. you're in a different situation. Yeah. yeah. The. Yeah, so I talked about Animal Crossing last week, and um, I have been playing it like every day for a couple hours a day, as you do with Animal Crossing. You do your busy shovel work and then put it down, and that's kind of it. Yep. Um, 
it's a very good one of those. It gives you a lot more control than other Animal Crossing games have in the past. Where in terms of like like your island design, like ah, they, they let sure. you like terraform and stuff like that, like actually build the island yep. and then move stuff around really easily. Yeah. Um, which is cool because I went and visited a friend's island yesterday who spent a lot more time with the game than I have. That has like properly terraformed her island and like set up a city and stuff like that and it is oh, wow. gorgeous like it is absolutely gorgeous um and did you, did you see the the thread run, run around on twitter that there's a cons- well not conspiracy theory there's a lot of evidence pointing to the fact that the new leaf city will appear in this game at some point because all the, oh that would be cool because yeah. all, the, all the characters that are missing are all characters who had jobs in new leaf and new leaf and yeah. stuff like that and there's like They've got. I mean, they do have the plane system, so you could theoretically like travel to the city. I mean, and, yeah, that would be cool. That would be all right. I'd be okay yeah. with going to see the New Leaf Land and totally. going to see Brewster and all those people. That would be <laughs> fine. Yeah. Um, yeah, and it's so it's yeah, it is the 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 actual game as it stands is like one of the best designed Animal Crossing games that there has been. Like the, yeah. the loop is solid and it gives you a lot of control yeah. and there's a lot of like creativity and stuff, especially with the pro design stuff like there are people yeah, making a lot is, of really impressive stuff that stuff is wild um, like and the, yeah. the ability like we'll get onto it later but like the, the fact that like they're they have like the code system that you can very easily pull up and be like here's their mm-hmm. here's like the thing about like go do it yeah um, so cause somebody, somebody like online that i saw had built like a um like a jacket that has the emblems of like the warlock and destiny so i was like oh, oh that's nice. cool i'll just wear okay. that sure I was like oh yeah that's fine but then there are people that are doing like they are making designer clothes in animal crossing yep. and stuff like the like, specific brands and stuff and like my friend who is not he's he's a he's a very good musician but like he doesn't have any like art skills particularly sure. like he's not a drawer or anything like that has been sitting making clothes in animal crossing during isolation really and he's getting really good at it and it's pretty cool so it's not, yeah, it's not impenetrable or anything like that. Yeah. People are just doing this. Yeah. Um, but then the Easter event happens. Actually, before before we get to the Easter stuff, it's been really okay. interesting. It's been a while since I've seen a game that enforces, like the nature of Animal Crossing as well, it enforces like not binging it. Because they're like stuff yeah. on, like there's eventually a limit that you can get to. Where you're like, okay, I've done everything I can for the day. And like the quote unquote story of the game like yeah. rolls out over so everyone is hitting pe- people who aren't time traveling obviously but like yeah people are hitting these points in the game around the same time we're like oh the museum's ready and all oh, resident services is ready and like oh the maple sisters have appeared like people we're they having, are yeah we're having this, they're limiting like, it in the right way yeah. yeah and they're having these reveals of like oh that's cool oh that's cool that they've done that oh have you seen this thing yeah. that opened and like that's really co- so it's not like everyone who's done reviews of the game have been like here's 20 things that happen in, in animal crossing or like the people who yeah. really double down on it because it's been, like very slow rollout yeah yeah, yeah. That... it's been really cool to, it's been a while since i've seen a game that can do that and it's, it's very cool yeah um but yeah easter yeah then the easter then fucking zipper bunny turns up that thing um, since somebody pointed out that that thing looks a lot like the bunny from silent hill 3 i can't not yeah. see it and it is like there are so many points about this. Like Zipper himself is terrifying. Yes, because he has like the giant eyes, and he's always dancing, and he speaks in rhymes, but makes it very explicit about how he doesn't go into people's houses, and what he's wearing isn't a suit, even though it has a zipper on the back. Like it's definitely not a suit, and he's definitely not in your house. Yeah, I was like, whoa, that's 
creepy but I really, okay i really like the um, somebody filmed like with the the photo modes um while they were they had a friend on the on their island they had the photo mode up with him in the middle mm. the friend ran up and had the conversation and then the friend ran away as soon as the friend is out of eye shot you see him go sigh and walk away yeah. like real sad he just becomes normal yeah, yeah. Like he it's only quite... dances when you're around. Like exactly. it's it's a really weird thing. It just adds to and the, yeah, the... it adds to the layers of like I did not like the Tom Nook thing is is like has escaped Animal as somebody who's never played those games, like the Tom Nook stuff yeah. has escaped that game where you're like, Oh right, Tom Nook's a landlord and he's a piece of shit. Okay, got you. Got yeah. you. Yeah, that's funny. Yeah, yeah. But like there is a layer of darkness to this game that I did not anticipate. There is there is Be- some dark shit in Animal Crossing. Between that, like yeah. this person trapped in a Disney suit and the guy who has like a secret murder shack where he takes photos and yeah. Harv has always been kind of creepy yeah. the... and then there was one there was a there was a, a video I saw on Twitter of I wish I could remember which which villager it is but somebody's villager came was like I'm super jealous that you have a basement basements are really good for screaming I mean singing yeah. singing it's really good and you're like that's what? What have you, not, are you doing? have you not seen? Have you not seen the, the villager that um, is aware she's in a video game? Have you seen that one? No, really. That one's really creepy. Where it's like you get into a conversation with her, and she's like, "Yeah, someone was talking yesterday about how this all this whole island isn't real, and we're just here." Oh shit! Uh, <laughs> like we are here to entertain some other entity that is controlling everything. But that's it goes on, crazy. and it just goes, "Oh, but that's crazy! Ha <laughs> ha! Don't worry about that." And you're like, "Oh, that's kind of weird and fourth wall breaky." And yeah, that's amazing. It's, it was crazy, but yeah. So yeah, the Easter event happened, and Zipper Bunny wants you to collect eggs, and then have all the crafting recipes to build from the eggs. Yep. But that it's really bad. Yep. There like are too many eggs, and, and all the things of, that they make are ugly. They're terrible. Um, like they're so bad. Like even the clothing is yeah, just the clothing's really bad. It's the same items of clothing just recolored. Yeah, and it's yeah. It just, so the, the event's really terrible, and it, and it goes like, on for another week and a half, right? Like something like that. Yeah, it finishes on the twelfth. So somebody um, pointed out as well that. So a lot of people who have just like so obviously like this game has done super well because. Yeah. Partly because quarantine happened, right? And people want some fucking is, is goodness the in their lives. Game for quarantine because it is like super feel good. So it's also go away so because number, of yeah. that, it's currently very difficult to buy a Switch because they're because mm-hmm. they're, obviously they can't make as many because of the virus and like everyone's buying them right now. But yeah. like if you've got them, so like uh, my sister in law got one for her birthday, um, like just last week, and has started playing yeah. Animal Crossing, and is like, I can't get any resources. Because everything's fucking eggs, so like, yeah. If you if you need like wood and stone and iron from like the rocks and trees and all that kind of stuff, like more than like seventy five percent of the stuff that falls out of that is now eggs. So it's she's eggs, having yeah. trouble progressing in the game because it's all fucking eggs. Yeah. So like, it it's weird. That it's they, it's they, wild that. They've designed this game to have this gentle progression and onboarding, but then, like, if you weren't there, there the first three weeks, go fuck yourself. Like, it's yeah. real bizarre. It's weird because the, like, the other ev- the events that have been in Animal Crossing before have never been this, like, fucking consumerist and capitalist. Like, it's never been, like, fucking go find these resources and build these things for me. It's always just been, like, yay, it's Easter! Like, but, there's like, some eggs around, baby, and stuff. Like, it's not... <laughs> 
part of that is like due to the nature of some of the changes in this game like where crafting is much bigger much more of a thing yeah than the crafting thing is new so i understand that but then like making an entire event specifically just to revolve around crafting and nothing else is yeah. I, 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 like yeah like you say like it dilutes the resource pool and like the the balloon things that are supposed to be like special presents that only arrive like once like twice a day or something like that yeah. are now all over the fucking place and they just contain eggs and it is i think i, I need to go it actually, gets in the way and like every time you see like a big fish and you think this might be like the one time that nope, i get like one of the egg. super big legendary fish nope it's an egg yeah and things buried in the ground that are supposed to be fossils or eggs and i keep meaning to sit down and actually do the economics of the thing of being like okay because you can sell eggs for like a not insignificant amount of money so like yeah. is it worth me just selling the eggs is it worth me building the furniture and then selling the furniture do i get more out of that than i did putting in well is that's it... the, the 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 thing of it is like i'm still not 100 percent sure on the rules of the event where it is do I just need to have the DIY recipes to get the credit? Do I have to craft all of them? But what's the do credit? I... Like, what do you get if you've done so, well, 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 Zipper Bunny, when you talk to him at first, is like, oh, I've hidden eggs all around, and they're like special DIY recipes. And if you get them all, then I'll give you a super a super special so, present. It's the, but if you nobody, do, if you... even the people on the internet aren't sure whether it is, do you mean craft them all? Do you mean have the recipes? Like, what do you mean? Like, so we're I... not sure what that is. Polygon had an article, like one of their guide articles about like this event, and they appear to have. I don't know how they've done it because you can't time travel your way through this event. It seems like, but um, they appear to say like it's another recipe is the thing you get at the end for for another thing. Yeah, if you have them all, is what they said. But I don't know how. So yeah, I've seen I've seen more sites say just having the DIY recipe than crafting everything. But also, there are still people that are like, "Do you need to craft it?" Like, I'm not sure. But also, the thing you get at the end is bad. Like, it's more egg furniture, and you're it's more egg furniture, which is not what you want. No, like you 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 want it in the sense of like completionism. Totally. Yeah, you don't want it because everything that comes out of this is fucking ugly. Like they're all. People don't want this stuff. Like the fucking the the fences that are just giant Easter eggs are terrible, and yep. you're never going to use them in your island my wife, unless you want to build wife, like some fucking special Easter area. My like, wife broke last night and just like because all she'd be getting with eggs for so long, and it's like hey, fuck yeah. it, and just sat for twenty minutes and just built everything you can and put it all in her yeah. room in her house, and it's terrifying. It's yeah, absolutely it's awful. Like nothing is horrible. good in this thing. Um, so yeah, it's it's bad. It's, it's upsetting that the first like seasonal event that happens in animal crossing which is normally like a big deal in animal crossing it's yep. really cool totally. when you walk in it's like hey it's easter it's cool so what is now next... ruined by so... people just going fucking get the eggs and is there going to be some because I'm, I'm trying to think what the next like non-denominational holiday thing that they would have is like is there going to be some summer festival is that what it's going to be or um... uh i would probably yeah it would probably be some sort of summer thing i think would be the next yeah thing. end of spring i don't know um Solstice. But yeah. yeah maybe um so let's take a break and then i'll come back and talk about my experience with animal crossing which is very different i feel okay um so in terms of music i got the so i i I talked a couple episodes ago about playing cook serve delicious 3 which is now in early access Mm -hmm. which Mm -hmm. is excellent the updates have been very very good for it as well and they've just been unlocking new new stuff and been playing a lot of that not a lot of people talk about the music in that game which is kind of wild and there's a lot of it and it's excellent. So it's uh, Jonathan Greer, I think, is the artist. Yeah, who's done music for a bunch of games um, before. But like, he definitely has a 
for for the, the Quickstar Delicious games, he definitely has a uh, um, style where it's like yeah. influenced by obviously like the countries of the world that you're making the food for. Like every track on this the, the Quickstar Delicious three soundtrack is like basically named after some kind of food pun, which is excellent. But like he definitely has an instrument of just like people people's voices of just going ba 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 and it's yeah. all throughout the soundtrack and it's all excellent so I'm going to do one of these this is uh, Boba Tea Nights from the Kickstarter Delicious 3 soundtrack um, there are 46 different sound, uh, songs on this soundtrack but I, I, I quite like this one um, sure. so check the post for links so you can pick that up and we'll be back with some more uh, Animal Crossing and some news after this Boba Tea Nights from the Cookserve Delicious 3 soundtrack. Check the post for links so you can pick that up. And you mm-hmm. should also go and get that game because it's very good. It's a good game, yeah. Um, yes, my Animal Crossing experience. So I am playing as the subservient player in that game. So yeah. for people who are the second class citizen on the island. Like 100%. Uh, yeah. So the way they get the way the game is structured for people who haven't been following it, um, the person who's first on the island becomes the resident representative. Is that how they call them? Yes, the resident representative. But they're basically like, they are, they are very much player one and they're in charge of putting stuff, putting houses down for people and progressing the quote-unquote story and... and um, kind of designing the layout of the island and really pushing stuff forward. They are the ones that have the control over the stuff on the island, yeah. So I I knew that was going to be a thing, and they talked about that. I mean, this was the big thing we've talked about on here before, where they talked about before the game was out, that they were, that people were going to have to share an island, and that you don't have separate islands, and everyone lives on the same island, on the same Switch, and all this kind of stuff. It is still kind of wild to me how little how bad that game is as a player two or three or four mm. or eight as many people as you can put on that switch where like so we did so we we eventually did that so you 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 land on the island you plant your um tent wherever you want and then after that you basically can't do much in terms of like so you you you, you the initial parts of the game where like resident services are getting built and the museum's getting built and all this kind of stuff and you're, you're feeding resources into doing that stuff. Like player two can't do any of that. You can't feed resources in either. Um, you can't um, invite people to the island because you can't build the houses. You need to other people. You need the player one to build it, build the island, yeah. build the stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, you can, there was something else specifically about the store and I can't remember what it was that I tried and went, this is crazy. Um, Anyway, there's a bunch of stuff that you basically like. It's basically like a third or a quarter or a fifth of a game if you're not the initial player. Yeah, and it extends even to the point where, like, because I was like, "Oh, we should do some co-op just to see what it is." So we both appear on the island and we both do our thing at the same time. That thing, the 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 local co-op, and I the I don't know how this works 
online maybe you can you can talk more about this you've done online play yeah but like the local stuff is like one person is the leader one the other people are followers and only the leader has access to their tool wheel their pockets and um can primarily interact with stuff yeah so the second player can switch tools and it's not like the other player, the followers can switch, can't switch tools. They have the shortcut for like switch tools, but you can't bring yeah. up your tool wheel, and also you can't bring up your pockets, so you can't really do much. So mm. one of the initial things were like, oh, we need to. I think it was this was a while ago. But like, oh, we need to give these resources into to Tom Nook for something or whatever it was. Yeah, I was like, well, I'd spent a bunch of time. I've got all this wood. Fine, here you go. And I walked up to Tom Nook. It's like, here's the wood. It's like, oh, well. He's talk. Here you go. Here's the wood. And Tom he's like, "Nope. Only the resident representative can give us resources." Yeah. I'm like what? Really? I was like, "Okay, fine." Then we need to figure out how do I give you stuff because we initially were like, I think my wife was like, "Oh, I've got this table. I don't need. So you can put it at your house." It's like, sure. And then we're both yeah. sitting there, like locally on the thing, going, "How the fuck do you give stuff to other people?" And it turns mm-hmm. out the way you do it is that since only the leader can get their pockets. The leader has to open their inventory, drop the thing on the floor, then switch players, which you do by shaking the controller, which means another person could be the leader, and then they yeah. pick it up and do whatever they need to do with it. And it's just like, yep. it's so clunky and unnecessary. Like, I would understand the whole, a- yeah, the, the whole, the local play stuff sounds like a nightmare. Like it's that. horrible. Like, yeah. and it doesn't seem like a lot of the decisions I could see are maybe for like it would be a different thing if i could, if there was a if there was a like i could come up with some reason why there's a technical reason why they couldn't do it like yeah. that would make sense if there's like a technical reason why like it's too busy on the screen or something like that but like there are ways of solving that problem and a lot mm-hmm. of the a lot of the restrictions seem entirely arbitrary like why as player 2 can i not contribute to the things on this island that i theoretically live on like, why am I not part of this? Why can I yeah. only... The whole follower leader system? Like, why am I the only person... Why is the leader the only person that can g- gather specific resources whereas all I can do is chop down trees and fish? Like, what is the... They don't ever explain why in any They're, point. Yeah, you're, you're, just, you're just... Like, the second player at that point is just kind of like another NPC on that yeah. island. It's kind of like one of the villagers where they're just kind of like going about their lives not doing anything and yeah. you're the one that has to... But also, to... like, but you can't just, like, you can't just both do stuff on the island. Like, you're constrained no. to one screen. Like, it doesn't even split yep. screen or anything like that. So you're like, well, I mean, I can run off screen and do stuff, but, like, I just run off screen and, and that's mm-hmm. it. There's no... And it just, it doesn't... The only, like, and because they don't, they don't attempt to justify it or have and there's no reason i can see why you can't just access the tool wheel like the new bit of ui specifically for switching tools why can you not just do that as the follower except that they want to put all these restrictions in so that somebody else so that you buy a second switch and a second copy of the game like that is the only reason i, I can think of that yeah done like this. no I, it, it when they announced that that is how it worked it was baffling and it's still baffling when you see it in action yeah. of, like i don't understand why this is a thing but also it's, like but they've done like They've done this thing, which I can only assume, like I say, is for to get people to buy more switches and more Animal Crossings. Yeah. But then also let you put eight people on the island. Like, four people, yeah. sure. Two people, fine. But, like, they let you put so many people on the island and make them all just fucking third, fourth class citizens. Yeah, to, like, be able to do nothing on that island. And it's, then also, yeah. 
add all these technical restrictions about getting save games off the system where like yeah. the ideal thing would be like if you want to be really crafty about it you make the second player a shitty experience then you go fine okay i'll buy my switch you buy a new switch you buy a new copy of animal crossing and at that point like go to the airport and say like i want to move off this island and you transfer your save to another switch like that would yeah. be the thing like get people like get people their first taste and then go, I want my own island and then give them an easy yeah. way to get their own island. Instead, they put all these fucking technical restrictions on it, which means like, not only can you not get your save off this, but your switch explodes, you're all fucked. And you're just like... Yeah, they're like did, nothing can, you can do nothing about that, yeah. It's so inconsistent about how it's put all these restrictions on it. It's kind of crazy. So that was, and that's the, so that's the local play stuff. How Does that change at all for online play where you've got like, you are going to someone else's physical island? Like, does any of that change? Uh, yeah, so if you go to another person's island, it's all dependent about whether or not you are best friends with someone. Oh, it's like friends got, like, and best, best friends. friends. Yeah. Because yeah. if you're best friends with someone, that's basically like a tag online that lets you said you can like gather resources and pluck stuff and take fruit and like all that stuff. Yeah. So you can do that if you're a best friend. I've not tried fucking with anybody's like infrastructure or anything like that i assume you can't because that would just be crazy um well i mean they're, they're yeah, very like, they're very upfront about like only make people who are best friends that you know and trust like they're very upfront yeah. about that so maybe they would but i know that like if you're not best friends what you can do is super limited right oh you can do basically nothing if you're not yeah. best friends but yeah i don't i've not tried that because i'm not but an like, asshole so if you're going you can do everything else like you can go gather stuff you can buy stuff from their shop like it's it's can you craft it's stuff all, on I've their... not tried, but I assume so. Do you, have, do you have access to your pockets and your tool wheel? Yep. Okay. You can so, get everything. Like, so I can must... get my axe out, my shovel, and... So it must just be... Yeah, I don't... I don't know. Like, I don't know why the I local mean, no place... I have no idea. That's, it's so Different. strange. Oh, especially the, only as thing, I... the only thing that's weird about the online connectivity thing is they... The, because it's Nintendo, there's a whole bunch of, like, weird hoops you have to jump through to get into the online thing, where it's like... If you go to the airport and say, I want to go visit a friend, they'll be like, okay, how do you want to visit a friend? And you're like, do you want to use their code or do you want to just do something? So somebody that's on your friends list that has an open gate. And you're like, okay, I'll just go for the open gate because I've told them, hey, open your gate and I'll go visit them. Right. And you go, okay, cool. Let me just save your game before connecting to the internet. Yep. And I was like, what? Like, why? Why do you need to save my game before you connect to the internet? But whatever, sure. Save your game, connect to the internet. Okay, sure, let's just scan for open gates. Oh, we found this island. Is this the island you want to visit? No, it's the other island. Okay, sure. We've got this other island that's open. Is that right? Like, yes, that's the island I want to go visit. Okay, sure, let's set up a flight. Oh, wait, we're having some interference. I can't set up the thing. And we're like, what? Because I was trying to go to a thing yesterday and I couldn't get there. And I was like, what the fuck's going on? Turns out no one can do anything on that island if you're trying to connect to it they can't open their menu they can't talk to someone they can't be interacting with anything if they are interacting with anything on that island if they have their phone out you can't connect to it wait what yeah so i couldn't connect to my friends because we're we're all meeting up on an island yesterday for something and i couldn't connect to that island because my friend was in their menus and didn't know that was a thing 
and was like, oh shit, sorry, I was in a conversation like, and pulled their phone away and then I could connect to it. But that's that's, that's what was... I'm talking about in terms of like them not telling you any stuff. Like if they popped up a message going like, as dumb as it is, if they popped up a message going, you can't connect because your friend's doing something, you could at least then go yeah, they... fucking shut your menus. Like you have to, but you have to like, if it, if it says like, oh yeah, we're getting interference, I can't connect. There's an option that says, why? And the dodo just gives you like a thing of like, yeah, like people on the other island have to be kind of like relaxed so they can't like be in their menus or whatever. And we're like, wow! What the fu- like, how does that work? Like, that how? Why does that need to be a thing? Like, are you so scared about people like duping items? Because I hate to tell you, Nintendo, there's already an item dupe in the game yeah, right. that you've not noticed. Uh, um, so, like, the, when, when somebody when they spend forever saying like, oh yeah, we don't want to ruin the experience or whatever, time skip still exists. There's still yeah, an exactly. item dupe bug. Like, there's no fucking reason for you to have all these fucking layers of so when somebody arrives fucking on your, annoying crap when somebody that, arrives on your island, like over the internet. Like, do you get, yeah. do, does the person whose island is get like a cutscene of them arriving or something like that? You get a notification that says this plane is arriving from this but you, island. But you don't, when like, you're, when you're, when you're joining an island, you get a really nice cutscene. Yeah. That's a really cool but one. But you don't but get yeah. like, you don't get like, it doesn't cut to the airport of this person arriving. Like they just appear. Uh, you get like a, a, a arrival board, like in an airport that says their name and right. what island they're from. But yeah, yeah, I don't think you're, there's again, not a like, cutscene of them arriving. Why would you not just, think. why would you not just close a menu? Like, just say, hey, somebody's arriving, and then just close the menus. Like, I, yeah, I don't know. Or just make it so that you can fucking join while the menu's open. Like, right? I don't understand that. Like, plenty of other games, there are fucking millions of games out there that can you can so have a menu open that, and have someone join your game online. Like, that's... That, to me, is... Oh, man. That's... Yeah, that sounds like some weird software development shit in there of, like, they yeah, found I this issue no idea. Yeah. And, like, oh, this is a fine... Like, it just it it reinforces this thing that fundamentally a lot of Nintendo's first party stuff does not understand how people play video games. Specifically yeah. how people play their video games. Because when you look at the history of Animal Crossing, which has notoriously been a thing over the years of being like, we have a whole family on this city, like on this GameCube, yeah. on this memory card. Mm-hmm. Like our whole family's here and they all have their own things and we all play the like the the thing that made Animal Crossing so special for a lot of people, they've just like gone out of their way to make it impossible and it just seems so crazy like it just seems yeah like with, with, no, it, it, with, with no obvious a choice i will never it. understand yeah like, yeah why would you oh so and then so the other thing if you listen to the the bombcast this week um jeff on there is having some of the same issues where he's like okay we've got we've now ended up with two switches and two cops animal crossing us because like he was saying some yeah. wild stuff about like if the person, if you go to somebody's island and like harvest some of the resources, if that, if the person whose island it is like switches the game off, not only do you get booted back to your own island, you lose the resources you got from their island. Oh, really? Like that kind <laughs> okay, of level I've not of seen that. shit. That's weird. Um, yeah, just some bizarre, crazy stuff. But then also you see people like, like one of my favorite things this week was watching people that with so the stock market. Is a thing I didn't know about and learned about this week. Oh well. yeah, the stock so, market with. So do you Annabelle briefly want to explain what the stock market is? So yeah, every Sunday is it Maybelle? Is that her name or Annabelle so. or Maybelle? Yeah. I think Maybelle turns up at your island on a Sunday in between nine a.m. and twelve p.m. and sells turnips <laughs> that you can buy for a set price. I think it's like one hundred and three bells, or maybe that changes week to week. I can't remember. Um, that so you buy. A certain amount of turnips, and every day, at twice a day, mid 
twice a day in the morning and the evening, the prices of turnips that Tommy and Timmy will buy turnips at changes. So it's a stock market in the sense of it's a stock market, but it's, it's also turnips. So it's stock yeah, market. stock market. It's fucking genius. So, it, it so really it's literally is. you're buying stocks, i.e. turnips, and selling them at higher price. So like last week, I bought 50 grand worth of turnips and then turned it into 200 grand worth of turnips by going to my friend's land and selling turnips to Tommy and Timmy who had a higher price. So they had like 206 tur- bells per turnip or so something. So the, the other important thing is that if it make if you make it the whole week back to Sunday without selling the turnips, they all go off and you can't sell yeah, them anymore. Rot. So you yeah. need to get so rid of them at some to sell point. Them. Yeah. So, so you thing- will you will in- you will inevitably if you do nothing you will make a loss. Yeah. But it requires you to be on top of your turnip price game yeah. and is a risk reward of like because the, there were a couple of days there where like my friends were like oh yeah my turnip prices are like one thirty something I was like well that's still a profit but it's not very Sin did the fucking math of like that's only like a thirty something percent return on investment <laughs> that's not like great but then my friend came in one day and was like oh I've got like two twenty something and I was like well that's like a ninety percent return on investment so that's great like yeah. I'll do that that's so so, yeah, the, so that's what the stock market is so the thing I discovered was so also like people's prices are different. Like it's not like yep. universally it's two twenty on everyone's island. No, like everyone's it's everybody, everybody's island has different prices. So I started seeing all these fucking systems of people being like, "I have a two twenty island right now." There's a queue. I've, I've opened the gates and there's a queue to get on my island. Here's my Google Doc about the queue. If you want to yeah. add your name to the queue, we'll invite you in. And the queue, and it's just like. This is so. It's wild. This like, is it's crazy. so much information. This is, animal Animal Crossing has now met up with the modern world of the internet, which yep. hasn't happened before. Where it is like people are rigorous about like pricing and this and Google Doc and all that and like spreadsheets and like all this stuff. Where yeah. people are now like minuscule detailing their Animal Crossing thing that didn't happen before. Which is great, I guess, if people want to do that. But also at the same time, it's not kind of what that game's about. Totally. Like, that's not what. Like I've been weird. watching yeah. um, uh, Natalie Watson of as who previously worked for Waypoint. She's been yeah. super into Animal Crossing and like has charts yep. and graphs and shit. Like mm-hmm. like the the turn up price over time and all. It's just been it's been amazing to watch all of this stuff evolve out of a game that is so adorable and like not what this is about. But also, you've yeah. given these mechanics in, designed specifically to allow people to min-max it, and then you're well, surprised yeah, the, 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 the turnip the turn thing in the old games was literally just a thing that you would ask Tommy and Timmy about yeah. twice a day, and then if it was a high number, you would sell it. There wasn't this sort of like fucking let's go and find other people's islands and see who's got the highest prices thing, which is entirely new. Yeah, um, yeah, it's, it's oh, nuts. It is crazy. Great. Animal Crossing is such a weird thing. But, yeah, it's um, a weird game. Yeah, like if, if if you are the only person playing that and have a bunch of friends with other Switches, sounds great. Don't play it if you're planning a bunch of people to play on the same thing. It's just not... Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, let me just look at a couple of bits of news. There's actually not... I didn't write down a lot because not... Is this... Is this, do I get to talk about wrestling now? Is this the news? Oh that- shit, we didn't talk about wrestling. Okay, you have exactly five minutes max to talk about okay, what happened that's last fine. night. You can, you can stop me in wrestling. So okay. like, the, the quick update, because I talked about this yes, last, last time as well, is that much like every other event in the world, WrestleMania has been cancelled and is now being filmed, pre-taped at their performance centre in Florida with no crowd and very minimal staff. 
this is WrestleMania. This is the like end of their storylines. Like this is where they reset and do everything. This is their big blowout, and it's being filmed in front of no one. It is one of the most bizarre experiences I have ever seen in my like twenty plus years as a wrestling fan, and it is fucking spectacular to sit and watch. The show itself last night, so it's split across two nights, which is like last night, which was the Saturday and the Sunday when we were recording this. Um, the Saturday night went from being a below average like raw show, like their mm-hmm. weekly show, where matches were kind of bad, it was really hokey, the fucking production values were s- sketchy at the best of times. It it was we were sitting talking about this where it's like what happens in WrestleMania when there's no crowd and they can pre-tape everything? Well, they're going to act like there is a crowd anyway, which they did. There were people still like shouting at the crowd and doing their whole heel maneuver and stuff, which is bizarre to room of nobody. It just makes you look like a crazy person. Yep. But and so do they like? Are they like stopping for applause and stuff and booze and? No, it's not. They're, they're not. It's not quite that far of like they are sticking to the script word for word okay. where they have to stop. Like, but they, it's still just like when people. When people do their entrances and like get up on the top rope and do their like thing into the crowd, like hold their arm up or whatever, they're still doing that. But there's no one there to react to them, so it just looks fucking weird. Like, why the fuck do you care that you're doing that? There's no one there. Um, and like, um, we were like, if they if they pre-tape WrestleMania, there should be no botches. Like, no one should fuck up because you can just reshoot. Because you're pre-recording, and, yeah, exactly. Yeah, because you're pre-recording, you can just say, okay, do it again. But there were fucking ton of botches, like people fucking up all over. And so it's not even like, it's not even like, oh shit, this is a live show, botches happen or whatever. They don't even fucking care enough to be like, yeah, reshoot that because it looked terrible. Like there was a thing at which someone was diving out of the ring and they foreheaded one of the camera. Like they just fucking nutted, they like landed head first onto the lens and they didn't fucking reshoot it and then put it into the edit. And you're like, what the fuck are you doing? Like, that's ridiculous. Why would you do that? That's Um, incredible. It's incredible, and it's so weird. And like, there's because it's the performance center, it's just in like a big aircraft hangar. So like, there was a match. One of the good matches last night was like a ladder match. So there's like people climbing up on ladders and stuff. So the cameras point up into the ceiling, and you can see like rotating ceiling fans and stuff like that. Oh wow! It's bizarre. It just breaks the illusion. It's so weird. So it was like it was like a kind of mediocre night, and then there was a few good matches, and then the absolute pièce de résistance the absolute proper chef kiss level wrestling <laughs> was the final match of the night which was uh, this is great this is so good it's AJ Styles who's a very 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 good wrestler versus the Undertaker who's a very very old wrestler yep. but is famous Undertaker has wrestled before fairly recently he is very old he basically can't do a match anymore because he gets too like tired and stuff but this is pre-recorded so they can just do whatever and like have him like do a couple of things then let him rest then come back and do a couple more things or whatever and it's pre-recorded not only that it's not even in a wrestling ring because he's the undertaker aj styles challenged him to the first ever boneyard match which isn't a thing that's just a made-up term where it's just like a fucking match in a graveyard basically okay so it's outside on location pre-recorded so they don't even have him in a wrestling ring. They have him outside. They can set up shots. They can do everything. And fucking, they went wild with it. It was so good. The, the best thing about it is because it's pre-recorded and it's an outside match. And The Undertaker has mythos of being a magic man because he's de- the dead man. He is undead and he controls the land of the dead and can like summon fire and stuff. 
they get to do that shit with him and fuck it was spectacular it was like proper b-movie level terrible oh good you, we were laughing the whole 20 minute match it was brilliant it was so good where like it started out with like they both get their entrances where like they come in and aj's like oh where are you dead man and he turns up so they start beating on each other there's a point at which the undertaker attempts to put aj styles's head through a window and instead punches through it and scrapes his arm up so like like yeah so it's like cuts and like bleeding and stuff and like okay whatever kill effect dumb scene but kill effect yeah but then the camera the camera cuts from the the up close of him punching through the window and him like doing the whole ah oh, my arms cut thing cuts back to the wide shot where AJ Styles is and his arm isn't really cut up that much and all the blood is mysteriously gone oh, but there's dear. a lot of blood on AJ as if they had done that continued the match realized they'd fucked something up and had to go back and do a reshoot right it was so when you said look at this stuff when that happened i was like right they are going to fucking play with editing in this i need to watch everything yeah yeah. because there's going to be so many weird cuts and like so that the match continues and there's like bizarre sequences i like so aj has these like mates that he has at the ringside that turn up halfway through this match they just appear and are like we're here now um (laughs) And because like it was great because like he the Undertaker had like beat up AJ for a bit and then there was like a music sting. Oh, by the way, the entire match, um, there were like Batman style punch effects for every punch. What? So instead of it being like a muted punch, there was like a proper thwack noise that you oh, could hear, no. which was brilliant. So the he's beating up AJ and then there's this like electric guitar sting, and he turns around and AJ's mates are there standing in front of a barn. And they're like cracking their knuckles, being like, oh, we're gonna fuck you up, dead man, or whatever. Then this, oh my god, this fucking light appears behind the barn, and the barn doors fall down, and there are like eight druids, like people in hoods, <laughs> that turn up and surround the Undertaker, like they're gonna beat him up. And Undertaker's like, oh, whatever, I'll beat the shit out of you. Does his dead man thing of they all walk at him one at a time and he chops them in the head or whatever. So he beats all them up and then beats up AJ's mates. And as he's beating up AJ's mates, they cut to a wide shot so that you can see that he's beating up AJ's mates. And the druids are just gone. Like, they're not there anymore. Like, they got hit once by The Undertaker and stopped existing. Like, they were just out of the world. It was fucking crazy. And all of, this, up- all of this is filmed like a TV show? Like, with mo- yeah. like Molly so Cam like, and stuff? Yeah, Molly Cam, they're like cutting into like close-ups on hits and like when people turn around they're like doing zoom reaction shots and like it's brilliant there's so many that and there's a point oh god the magic the magic was just stellar where it was like not only the druids appear but there's a point at which aj puts aj puts undertaker in a grave and is like well this is how you win the match obviously Obviously. you put him in a grave and cover him over gets in a tractor with like a scoop that has dirt in it and it's like, ah, I'm gonna do it, I'm gonna kill the dead man. Lights appear behind AJ and Undertaker sort of like rises up behind him. And it's like, well, he's just appeared what? out of the graveyard or whatever, that's magic. But the best point of it is if you look at the shot where Undertaker like rises up, you can see the fucking spotlight. <laughs> so it's like it's not magic, you just fucking see the lights, but he's like appearing like it's magic. And he like fucking they get on a roof at one point, he like summons fire, but you can see the jets where the fire's coming out of. Like, it is 
they didn't even take time to do proper like framing and shot development. They just went fucking go for it. And like, oh, it was so good. As How? someone who likes as someone who loves like a good, terrible B movie, this watching a wrestling it's not even like like I, I my friends and I were sitting talking about it and like talking about this compared to like Lucha Underground and stuff like that. It's that level of it's not that level of like crazy where people are like punching through people's heads or whatever. Yeah, there's no but like, actual like, supernatural magic happening yeah, all the time. Lucha Underground had wild shit like that, people summoning fucking demons and like yeah, all yeah, that yeah. stuff where it was mental, but the production value was just hokey enough where you could like see the seams and that yeah. made it more entertaining. That's this. But they don't go full out with the magic. It's just like, oh, you summon fire and there's does light it, sometimes. Does it feel like they're taking it seriously? As a no, to- yes, absolutely. They are playing it one hundred percent straight. This is an Undertaker match. Like this right. is, and like all, and they have to keep kayfabe. So like all the wrestlers on Twitter afterwards were like, oh my god, what an amazing match! And you're oh like, really? What did you watch? Like what the fuck are you seeing when you look at this thing? It was. Oh, it was great. Oh, it that's... was so good. It was like a 20-minute match, and I was crying with laughter how can the whole they, time. How can they be this bad at this? Like, are they just not know. Are they just not no equipped idea. for this? Like, because they do... They, like... what, this is, like, they've never really done a match like that before. But they have... They've done a couple of things where it's been, like, outside shots with, like, some wrestling in it and stuff, but it's never been on this sort of, like, but they have, have to do a like, match. They've got stuff on the the network that is, like network shows right like i understand yeah. like reality shows and stuff like that but still they have teams who know how to make tv right yeah mm-hmm. so why would you not just get them in to do your pre-recorded i don't know i have oh. no idea and it's this is so many errors and like you some there's some great fucking reaction shots and like fucking undertaker coming down from a ladder and then there's like a great sweeping shot up to his oh it's brilliant okay it's if, so you, if you can find me this boneyard match i need to i need to see I will, this. I will let i will let you see the boneyard match thank you it is, it's spectacular oh that um, sounds great there's a there's oh fuck it's so there's so many things in that match yeah but we were like crying with laughter the best thing about it is like this this is they played it straight and that was on a wrestlemania card so that yep. is that is that is part of wrestling fiction that is part of the kayfabe that match ended with the Undertaker burying AJ Styles alive. Like, right. Like, proper, like, AJ was in the grave and he put dirt on top of him and he was dead. Like, dead and buried alive. When AJ Styles shows up on Raw on Monday, how the fuck did they get out of it? Is yeah. my point. Like, what the fuck did they do? Like, I don't understand. Unless they, like, fucking do Dead Man magic and he comes back as a fucking zombie. Like, I don't understand what they do with AJ Styles. Is he just dead? Like, is he now dead? There wasn't even, like, the real hokey thing of, like, end of WrestleMania, AJ Styles' hand punches up to the the grave. One of the last last shots of WrestleMania was uh, AJ's hand, like, above the soil. Like, not moving. Like, he didn't punch out of it. It's just his hand above the soil. Right. But, But, like, he's not moving. Like, he's he's... He's fucking dead. Like he's buried alive. Like he's not even in a coffin to come out of. It was just his body in a grave. Fantastic. It was nuts. It was so great. And there's another one tonight. There's another magic match happening tonight where it's um, John Cena versus. uh, Oh right, because it's tonight. Right. Okay. Yeah. Bray Wyatt, who's like the cult leader guy that I've yep, talked about. Yep, so, yeah, he's yep. he's developed an entirely new persona where he is actually a fucking demon. Like he wears a demon mask and stuff like that. So I am ridiculously excited to see what they do with that match. Oh yeah, dude. He could do some wild shit. Like that would be great. Okay. Yeah. 
Weird. But yeah, that's that's wrestling. Like fucking the other other wrestling like the, the promotions have been like like New Japan have cancelled shows, which is the right thing to do. Just yeah. Be like yeah, whatever. And like AEW and stuff are still filming, but they're doing it on like a limited basis. Yeah. yeah. But these guys are like, no, we're still doing WrestleMania, and we're gonna do shit like this. And it's I wonder, great. I wonder how much of this is. Like we've talked, we we talk year in year out about how every single year they have to put a wrestling game out, and every single year yeah. it's fucking terrible because yeah. they know that they can put minimum amount of effort into it, and it will still sell gangbusters and make them a shit ton of money. So, yeah. like, are they just putting the minimum effort into this? Like, this is their main I don't know. business. I don't know. So, like, they, I guess they didn't have a lot of time. I guess to do this pre-recorded stuff. I guess, but st- you can, but. They had enough time, right? They, had a, they probably had enough time to not do things like leave lights in shots and yeah. expose fire jets and like not think about continuity and stuff like that. Like it is, it's a weird situation. Bizarre. Um, yeah, but I, I'll find the boneyard match yeah, and I'll let you see it. Because yeah, um, it is, it is what like you don't even have to like wrestling to watch it. It's no, just totally. B movie shit fight scene level terrible. Like Great. it is that sort of thing. Amazing, amazing. Yeah, but that's 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 wrestling for. Okay, that's that's all I had. Oh, it's man. so great. Um, yeah, very quickly some some interesting news stories. Um, let's start with Epic Games Publishing, which which was announced, which is Epic Games are now going into publishing, um, which yep. was a thing they talked about a while ago, before even the store and stuff. Was kind of I was going to say it's kind of. Um, not expected, but like they put when they put up the store, it yeah. was assumed that publishing was yeah. going to be their next step. Exactly. So they've they've got three partners so far, or they they launched with three partners, which are Remedy, who the Almake and Control, and um, yep. also Remedy announced a new game, but said like it's not even a thing yet. Like it's a game, and it's we've, we're in the active development, but like you're not going to see it for a couple of years at least, which is good. More more people should just say like, yeah, we're making a thing. Like we'll tell yeah, you when it's ready. We are making a video game. Yeah. Like that's so all you need to do. So it's Remedy, it's Playdead, who are the inside and Limbo people, and Gen Design, who is Fumito if Fumito Ueda's, I think that's his name. Uh, the uh, Ico Last Guardian person, yep. his studio. They've they've partnered with. No games from any of them yet, um, but they have partners and they will be publishing. The interesting thing was um, the terms of the deal that they're publishing, which every developer I follow on Twitter was like, this is unheard of and is excellent. So basically they have developers retain all IP and creative control. Um, the Epic Games publishing will cover up to 100% of development costs. So if they really believe in a project, they will just fund the project, including like developer oh, salaries yeah. and marketing and all that kind of stuff. Um, and also 50-50 profit sharing, which is more profit sharing than basically any other deal out there. Um, yeah. Which is cool. I mean, that's what that's, you want. Yeah, that's all good stuff. Like that's, yeah. Yeah. And it's weird how the, the, back, the, the weird backlash to that from people who don't understand how any of this works and people who already like fucking hate the Epic Store for whatever reason, saying, mm-hmm. oh, the... All these people that are just signing up to this thing, like they're just, they're just money grabbing. And you're like, n- like, no, they're funding games. Like this is literally the thing, thing that yeah. people want and will let more games be made you fucking imbus oh yeah it was so insane to watch people just oh but yeah that's a good deal and i want more games from all those people so we'll see yeah absolutely yeah um last of us 2 has been delayed indefinitely which is an interesting thing um 
So the official update. Yeah, from well, tor- the 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 thing that people are saying is like, do you really want to put a video game about a worldwide virus? Oh, I mean, that, that, that's part yeah. of it, but that's not the reason. That's not why they're talking. Um, oh, is it not? I no. Thought I said the so that that was my assumption as well. But the, the official tweet from the PlayStation Twitter account. Um, SIE has made the difficult decision to delay the launch of Last of Us Part 2 and Marvel's Iron Man VR until further notice. Logistically, the global crisis is preventing us from providing the launch experience our players deserve. Right. So okay. it says they're doing it for logistical and economic reasons, not because, sure. hey, it's a game about a pandemic. You know? Yeah. Um, Naughty Dog in a statement said, however, even with us finishing the game, we are faced with the reality that due to logistics beyond our control, we couldn't launch Last of Us Part 2 to our satisfaction. We want to make sure everyone plays it around the same time, ensuring everyone ensuring that we're doing everything possible to preserve the best experience for everyone meant delaying the game until such a time where we can solve these logistical issues. So it sounds like they're basically having, they're going to have problems like physically getting the game out to Mm -hmm. enough places. Um, Which is interesting coinciding with the Final Fantasy VII remake discussion, which is a thing which has been happening, which comes out next Friday, is it? 10th? Next Friday, yeah. Um, Which is the... So Square Enix, for people who, for historical reasons, just to, to back up, Square Enix have always been, Square specifically, if you listen to anyone who's been in the industry for a long time, they will talk about the fact that Square are notorious about um, like review embargoes and restrictions on coverage of pre, uh, pre game previews and like you can have these 12 screenshots and all this kind of, like that is their whole MO. Like them and Atlas yeah. are like the worst... Um, yeah, Atlas and this. stuff are terrible for that yeah. sort of stuff. Like yeah. people who people who saw the the uh, Persona Five cover, uh, coverage, where you're like, you can show up to this date and this time and ten yeah. minutes of video and all this nonsense. Shutting Square, down the streams of the yeah. game. And, so Square yeah. Enix have said have done the thing that they've never done before, which is like they're sending out the game early to retailers, like physical copies yeah. of the game, like ten days early, which they do not do. They do it like day before. Um, and they're saying it's for logistical reasons so everyone can actually get their copy because they're worried that it's going to take a while to get there, which is fair. And uh, also they've yep. they, they've started preload a week early as well. So like right now you can preload that game if you want. Sure. Because again, yeah. like internet speeds have all been reduced and all this kind of stuff. Like if you want the game, like now's the time to get it, which is a cool move. Like they don't do shit like this. But I would not, if I was, to, if I was a betting man, I would say this is a exception rather than a rule because this thing is probably the biggest thing they have for this year so they need to make sure they get as many sales as they potentially can oh get. Yeah. yeah 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 so yeah we'd not expect this to be the way they do it going forward but who knows maybe if they do it and um it doesn't backfire on them maybe this is just the way maybe they they behave themselves from now on yeah however maybe. i will say i did say i did see a thing an article somewhere that says by the way don't watch the latest remake trailer the latest trailer because yeah. they straight up spoil shit and you're like yep and not even like shit from Final Fantasy VII, which is which you should know. Like the changes oh, yeah, they've the made to the story, yeah, the new stuff. Like that fucking is... wow, great, great. Um, but yeah, the yeah. So Last of Us Part Two has been does not have a date on yeah. it right now, which is interesting. We'll see. Um, well, the, in, a, in, a, in a similar sort of vein, uh, the the thing that came out a couple of days ago or something like that, the new Magic set. Um, oh, right. Just like just like very quickly, the the set revolves around like big monsters. It's like yep. a kaiju set, effectively. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh, I think and I they're saw doing this. A, yeah. They're doing a thing. They're doing a thing where the initial run of a lot of the big creatures, like the legendary creatures, are being done with alternate art that is actually like Godzilla creatures. So you like get 
Godzilla and Space Godzilla and Mothra and right, Rodan right. and all these things. Um, one of the cards was getting reworked into Space Godzilla that was called Space Godzilla Corona something. Yeah. Because the the attack that Space Godzilla's, Godzilla does is just called a Corona Beam, apparently. Yeah. Um, and they came out and said, due to the world state, we're going to have to rename this card Why? Uh, to something else. Because the word Corona is Why? on Why? So Who gives I don't a know. shit? It's just, I know. Oh. Um, so renaming it, um, there was an article on Kotaku about it that explained it. Yeah, here it is. I'll get it. Yeah, so it's called Death Corona. That was Death the name Corona. of the card. Yeah. Space Godzilla Death Corona because the beam was called Corona Beam. And they're changing it to Space Godzilla Void Invader. Um, but they've like put out a big statement that is like, we have already printed the first run of these cards. It is going to say this. If you get into the first boxes and you see one of these cards, please be aware that we are dealing with the Corona issue. I like the why? Corona like, issue. Like, it's like, not yeah, an issue. It didn't say that exactly, but they were just being like, yeah, yeah, yeah. we are aware that in context, like here is the context of this card, but we're aware that in the current situation, it may look weird, so oh, we're taking it out. Um, it's so weird, yeah. Like, this is not, like, I understand, what was the, was it, oh, fuck, it was one of the things I, I didn't know and learned recently. Was it Lilo and Stitch, like, got recut? after 9-11 happened because there's a scene of like somebody flying a plane into a building oh, maybe. or something yeah, I don't know. Yeah. there's something specific but there's a thing on youtube somewhere where you can see like here's the original cut and here's the one that made it cinema that they recut for after that thing like that i can see that right like there was a bunch of stuff that happened after that event where you're like this is now insensitive fair enough this is yeah. fucking nobody's fault why are you making pe- why are you doing this like Oh, it's anyway. Yes, it's, it was a weird. It was a weird thing. Yeah. Or it, like, if you want to be super um, conspiracy theorist about it, I'll bet those cards are going to be worth a fortune in well, the, one, a few the years. renamed ones. Yeah, no, the non-renamed that's... ones. The yeah, first that's pr- what I mean. Yeah, like yeah. The, the the first printing. Yeah, is going to yeah. be a weird situation. I've got the disease card. Oh Jesus! Okay. <laughs> um, Remember this? Yeah. Uh, see if the use is coming to Steam. There's not much more to say except. That game's coming to Steam. Um, yep. Yeah, it looks like it's going to be like all of the content up till now will be there, and it supports cross-platform cross-platform play between the Windows Store version and the Xbox version and all that kind of stuff. So, sure. Um, the Valorant closed beta starts on April seventh. Um, Valorant is the new game from Riot, which looks Riot, like, yeah, which is like Counter Strike and Overwatch had a Overwatch, child, yeah. Um, I tried. To, I, I tried to because they're doing the the Twitch beta key yeah, thing. Yeah, fuck that. One, I'm sorry. It's, yeah, it's, it's a weird so thing. Weird. So, yeah. like, how do Twitch drops work? Is it just like you watch a streamer? So there's, there's, and a, there's, a, there's a there's a system on yeah. There's a system on Twitch for specific games. It's normally like stuff like Hearthstone that is like it's set up to where the the developer can flag streams and content creators as like you can enable drops and it means that people watching it have a chance to like win like a free Hearthstone pack or something like that just by watching the stream. But they've changed it now. This isn't the first game to do it. There was another game that had a beta key thing that was like, these these streamers have have gone to an event and played Valorant for several hours and recorded footage. So they're streaming the footage that they recorded oh. with, with drops enabled to get a beta key for Valorant. Right. And that that is it. So you just have to sit and watch the streams uh, to get beta access to Valorant. And it's but even... because it's like a limited key thing, 
there's not many going around. Yeah, it's like a, it's like a lottery that system, has like right? hundred thousand. When you're setting on a stream that has a hundred thousand viewers, like it's not. Yeah, it's basically like chance. It's like sure. a random chance thing. I I totally, I totally want to play that game. I think it'll be. I want to try it. I'll, oh yeah, I, I want to try be, it as well. It looks it looks really interesting. Yeah, but this whole beta access thing is weird. But I'm yeah. not going to sit and watch Twitch streams. I'm sorry, I'm not. I don't you don't have to. You can just do what I do and like put one on and then mute it and just. Oh, have it running in the background. Yeah, fair you, don't, you don't have to sit and actively watch it. You can just have it in the background. Yeah. And... Um. Hey, do you want to play some more near? <laughs> no. No, me neither. I absolutely don't. Um, they are remaking. I don't know they're remaking. Uh, what the fuck is it called? Well, you mean near replicant version one dot two two four seven four four eight seven one three nine? Yeah. So it's a remake. Near replicant is the word I was looking for. Yes. So near replicant is a remaster of the uh, near replicant, which was the J- Japanese version of near gestalt, which was a uh, no, they're game. different things. Are they different yeah. games? Yeah. So near near replicant is the the in between game in between near, which I think the original near is near gestalt. I think okay because the main character I think is called gestalt, but I can't remember. But I'll need to double check this now. But the Anornia Replicant is the game that is in between Nier and Nier Automata. Yes. Because there is an ending to Nier Replicant that is apparently canon that leads into Nier Automata. Right. I know that one. Yes, Nier Replicant is... I'll check Nier Gestalt, but... Nier Replicant is a remake of the original Nier. Gestalt is the Western market. No, Gestalt... No, yeah, Gestalt is the original Nier. And then Replicant is the thing in between that and... No, not according to this, but I'll let you do... I'll let you check that, but not according to this. Oh, God. Um, But yeah, so it's coming out for everything. uh, And also they've announced Nier Reincarnation, which is an Android and iOS game, which is a free-to-play role-playing with microtransactions, it seems like. Sure. Um, That's all the details that we have in there. More Nier coming. I'm sure that some people will be excited for that. Those people are not me. Um, so there's a report going around that um, the... Oh, wait, there, there is no difference between Gestalt or Replicant. What? Really? I thought there was a pretty the only, the only difference. difference between, the only difference between Gestalt and Replicant is that in Gestalt, the character of Nier is... It, the story revolves around Nier and Yona, and in Gestalt, Nier is Yona's dad... But in Replicant, Nier is Yona's brother. Okay. That is the difference, apparently. Okay. I'll I don't care enough to go look, but I'll end up going. Because yeah, the Western the Western market got Gestalt, which is the one I played back on the PS3, right. where Nier is the dad. But Replicant is the Japanese version where they're brother and sister. Okay. Apparently. Sure. <laughs> okay. Fine. Um there's a report going around that there's going to be a bunch of Super Mario remasters coming to Switch because it's the 35th anniversary of Super Mario Brothers. Um, that has has not been officially confirmed. It was basically basically been confirmed by every outlet that got the story. Um, they independently confirmed it. Um, let me just get this. Uh, we'll celebrate this from the Polygon article. We'll celebrate th- Super Mario's 35th anniversary by releasing updated versions of, quote, most of its Super Mario games. So, Super Mario Galaxy is among it. Um, cool. Quote, alongside a couple of other 3D Mario favourites, reports suggest a new Paper Mario title, as well as a deluxe Ooh. version of Super Mario 3D World with a bunch of new levels. Sure. Um, they also reported that Nintendo will announce new details regarding its Super Nintendo World theme park and the animated Super Mario movie. Sure. Um... 
yeah, this was basically going to be a bunch of their E3 stuff, which is they're going to put out in a direct, I assume, soon. Um, I was watching people play Super Mario 3D World, and that game looks cool, and I never yeah. got a chance to play it because it was a 3DS game, right? 3DS game? No, yeah. Wii U game. Uh, Wii U game. Wii U yeah. game, yeah. Seems cool. Um, Valve Artifact has a new beta. Yeah. Valve's Artifact, sorry, has a new beta coming out. Um, they canned that game after five months and then said, we're going to do some major rework. And then they're saying, yeah. so this is Artifact Beta 2.0, which is um, starting soon. Um, the big change that everyone appears to be doing, uh, talking about now is that you don't buy card packs anymore. You'd earn them the same way you would do for like every other one of these games. Um, but apart from that, there's not a lot of de- details about... Well, I, th- I think there is, but I don't understand enough about artifacts to know if these are... How different these things are, so... I've I've not even looked at the changes, so I don't know. I couldn't so, even yeah. tell you. Uh, do Biggest change, the studio will no longer sell cards, which is fine. Uh, Valve will... They say they will zoom the perspective out, allowing players to play cards in all three lanes at once. Um... It is separate from the original artifact. It's a new exe, which is a weird thing to write down, but sure. Yeah. Uh, do, 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 do. Your old decks and stats will not be valid. So if you spent a bunch of money on car packs, you're fucked, I think. I was going to say, did, did they give anything to anybody that owns the original? I don't. Valve was clear that players will unlock new versions of the cards via play, so many players' old decks and stats will not be valid. They also said they have... They also said that they have had... They have ideas of items they'd like to sell in game, but none of them are cards or card packs. Right. So yeah, no details so about what happens. Stuff, I guess. Yeah, hats. Um, yeah, that game's coming out again. I'll wait until somebody who knows more than me looks at it and yeah. goes, "Yep, this is actually a game now." Who knows? Um, that's all I've got. I don't think there's anything else. Um, what's coming out? So yeah, Final Fantasy Remake is next Friday. Yep. Which I'll be mm-hmm. picking up. I think probably should get that preloading. Actually, now that I think about it, it'll probably be huge. Or maybe tiny. That's the big thing, right? That's the big last question. Is they've, how... they've, they've said they've said it's a full game, so I but assume it's not going to be tiny. How, how do you add enough stuff to Midgar to make it a full game? I don't know. That's the <laughs> no idea. Yeah, be interested to see. Is it like the main story is seven hours and there's forty hours of side shit? At, who knows? Um, I think I might wait for reviews actually and see. Oh, I don't know. We'll see. I enjoyed that demo. Um, Resident Evil Three came out, which I will get to eventually the reviews were lukewarm enough where i'll leave it for now yeah um, i was interested in resistance is that the multiplayer thing that comes with it yeah that's the multiplayer thing um which looks cool but if it doesn't have the players then who knows yeah there's a lot of talk about it being a really unique experience but at the same time not like great yep like it, it, it's unique and it's unlike anything but i don't think it's great is the yep. problem kind of i think that's the um thing. and yeah i've heard a lot of stuff about the RE3 remake, about how like it's it's good, but it's like really short and yeah, not like yeah, like the 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 tone of it is different from what the original RE2 remake when stuff was. Yeah, so I well, I think what. a lot of that appears to be based on like that was kind of what RE3 was like as well. It was slightly more actiony anyway. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. Um, just checking what's coming out. Uh, yeah, Final Fantasy remakes about it. 15th what is vampire the masquerade coteries of new york uh that's the card game hang on single player adventure game with mainly text-based gameplay oh it's a it's a visual novel set in the 
Oh, okay, sure. The Vampire the Masquerade World. Set Interesting. In the Masquerade World. Is it okay. does it does it tie into Bloodlines? Or yeah, is I it think that's the implication. Thing? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Interesting. Um, oh, the card the card game is a real world thing. That's why I was getting confused. Yep. Uh, is there anything else that I missed? Probably not. Oh shit! Yeah, uh, people should go play that good job game that came out. I'll talk about it next week. But um, it was stealth release for the Switch when they did their mini uh, Nintendo Direct thing. That game's excellent. People should go get it. It's good. Good job. Good job. It's a Switch puzzle game. Go look it up. Okay. It's excellent. Um, cool. So that's us. Uh, GameMangerStart.com is the name of the website. We can find all of our videos, podcasts, and articles are up there. We are on Facebook and Twitter. If you search GameMangerStart, you can find us on there. YouTube.com slash GameMangerStart. Subscribe. You'll get notified when we put new videos up. I've got some stuff we should do next week since we've got some, yep. a little bit of time. Um, Podcast.GameMangerStart.com is the email address. And that's us. Enjoy whatever you're playing. Everyone stay safe. And we will see you in two weeks. Goodbye. Bye-bye.